Breaking the Borderline Stigma. I'm Kristen Nicole. I'm a life coach for highly sensitive women and women with borderline personality disorder, helping you to create a protective emotional skin to learn to love all of you and to let your gorgeous light shine despite the darkness. And by the way, I'm also a highly sensitive person and a BPD conqueror myself. Hello and welcome back. So happy to have you here again, as always. So today I want to talk about splitting or what is actually known as black and white thinking. So splitting is kind of the common term that you may hear um, other people with BPD state uh, or, or call it, but it's really what it is, is it's black and white thinking. And let me just say that you do not have to be an emotionally sensitive, a highly sensitive person, a person with BPD in order to split or to experience black and white thinking. This is very common among society, I believe. So it's not just strictly a BPD thing. Um, so that's what I'm going to talk about today. But before I get into that, I just want to acknowledge that I may sound a little different today. And just to be really honest, I am so fucking tired. <laughs> um, I have been wanting to record this episode like the past week, and my sleep has just been for shit, y'all. I mean, it's just been like every day I wake up and I'm so damn tired and I think, okay, I won't record it today. I'll record it tomorrow. Certainly, I'm going to get better sleep and it just keeps going and going. And so here we are <laughs> on the day that I usually like to release it. And I'm just recording it now because it's important for me to release these on time for you. Um, but I I just I know that I probably don't sound like my normal self because uh, I'm just I'm just so damn tired. So I just want to apologize in advance um, and acknowledge that that if I sound a little bit different, that's why. Um, but I will say that when I record these episodes for you, they do, um, they do give me a little bit of energy and pick me up. So we'll see, well, you know, we'll see maybe by the, by the end of the episode, uh, I'll be a little bit more energetic. So, so, um, okay. So splitting, like I said, it is black and white thinking and a lot of people don't, seem to to know how to manage it. And the thing to understand about splitting, what's really happening when we split is we get triggered by something that someone says or does, and it actually triggers a trauma response within us. Normally, it's the fight response. So someone does or said some does or says something that really sets you off all of a sudden it's just like boom a flash of light you see red metaphorically of course you see red and 
you just haul off and, you know, start yelling and completely switch from maybe even, you know, being in a happy mood to a bad mood. Um, it's also black and white thinking is also, you know, idealizing or, oh my gosh, I love this person so much to all that they do one thing and all of a sudden you hate them and they're the worst person in the world. So that is because of a trauma response. It has triggered something within us that we often don't realize what it is, but it causes some sort of painful past learning to resurface. And most of the times, if we're not actually focusing inward on what it is, why that triggered us so much, we really don't know why in the world we just all of a sudden flew off the handle and had this extreme reaction. And it leaves the other person on the receiving end, like, really caught off guard often because i i think that and you know every situation is different and it's you can't really generalize but again without speaking to you individually the best i can do is is offer kind of some generalizations um if you do want to speak to me individually you are welcome to book a call with me and i can we can talk personally about your situation but like i said so they they are usually left the person on the receiving end. They are like, what the fuck just happened? Sort of thing, right? Whereas we are so triggered and upset and like, oh my God, how could this person have done this thing? So because it triggers that trauma response, we respond in a very frequently disproportionate way or disproportionate to what the comment or the action was that was made by the person, whereas somebody else who isn't as emotionally sensitive um, or hasn't experienced as much trauma is likely not going to go to those extremes. And let me just stay, say, though, because everybody can split, everybody experiences black and white thinking, and I think it's because everybody has some sort of trauma in their past, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. And I would have been the first person even a year ago to say, I don't have any trauma in my past. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And as I have been doing this work, I've realized, yeah, there's a shit ton of trauma in my past. But I think that there is for a lot of people. And the thing is, is that doesn't neutralize anybody else's trauma or experience just because I may have a lot of trauma in my past. You may have a lot of trauma in your past. Somebody else may have a lot of trauma. We could all have vast amount of trauma, and I think a lot of us do. And that doesn't make it any less significant because sometimes people can say, well, if we all have it, then, you know, it's like everybody's starting on an even foot type of thing. No, like, again, ignoring it is not going to, that doesn't make it go away. We have to process it and work through it. So, When someone does or says something that causes you to split, when you start to feel the anger or the rage or the hurt or whatever it is arise within you. So when, I mean, it takes a little bit of effort. You have to be willing to start to focus on your emotions and your, your feelings, the sensations within your body, because Just take a second and think about where do you feel it in your body when you're angry? 
I want you to think about that for a second. Do you feel it in your chest? Do you feel it in your throat? Do you start to tingle? Do you get hot? What is it? There's something physically that you feel when you get angry. And so first recognizing what that feeling is, is going to help you start to recognize when splitting is occurring, or at least recognize like, hey, like all of a sudden I'm starting to feel really angry or I'm starting to feel really hurt. So that's kind of part of it. You have to start to feel into what are some of those um, clues that someone's starting to set you off. When you start to feel like that, um, rather than kind of letting it all loose and, you know, being like, oh, what the fuck does that mean? Or like, oh, so you just think I'm an idiot or whatever it is, right? Like however you would respond. Just take a step back and let the person know, hey, you know what? I need a minute. I want to have this conversation with you or just that you need a minute, even if you don't want to have the conversation. If they say something, just look at them and say, you know what? Give me just a second. I'll be right back. And then excuse yourself to another room. And I I do want to emphasize it's important to let the person know, hey, I need a minute. I need to walk away. Because you don't want to just leave the room because then they're also going to be like, what the hell? Like, now, that's better, I personally think, than just flying off the handle um, if you were to just walk out of the room. But it is going to leave them confused. So know that if you just were to leave, they could come after you and try to start talking to you. And you're not ready to do that yet. You're likely not ready to do that. Again, I'm generalizing. Um, Your situation could be different if you want to talk about that. Um, scheduled discovery call with me. Okay. But let the individual know that you just need a moment and excuse yourself to another room. Then you can take a few deep breaths using the box breathing technique or another technique that you may already know. Um, If you're not familiar with box breathing, this is one of the simpler one. You want to expel all of your air, um, from your lungs to start, and then you want to breathe in for the count of four, hold it for a count of four, exhale for a count of four, and then hold for a count of four. And that's what is box breathing. And you want to repeat it for a minimum of four cycles um, or until you start to calm down. This helps to calm your nervous system. Okay. Another thing you can do is you kind of want to shock your nervous system. So you can go hold some ice. Um, You can go splash cold water on your face or jump in a cold shower. The point is you want to do something to calm your nervous system because when we get triggered and we get into that fight or flight mode or we get into the trauma response, your brain essentially goes offline. So that's why it's important when you start to notice you're feeling like that. Like it's, and it's likely going to get worse unless you stop it in the moment. Your brain goes offline and you don't have the ability to rationalize and to really think through the situation. Um, 
it's just it's it like from a physical neurological standpoint your free prefrontal cortex which is your logic reasoning center um it just shuts down and you go into this automatic response mode um there is a book that i'm listening to it's a really good book but i think and it has this wonderful co- quote where um it's um dr joe dispenza and he says thoughts are the language of the brain and feelings are the language of the body so that's why it's like the feelings are going to start to take over and it shuts down the brain part because the feelings are what it's triggering something in you saying hey this situation is not safe and i need to do something about it and so that's why all of a sudden it's like we fly into anger rage whatever so the moment you start to feel that within you take a step back go to the other room do some box breathing splash some cold water on your face get in a cold shower um you could hold some ice if the room you happen to go to is the kitchen then once you have calmed down and you've calmed your nervous system down and if if it feels safe for you if it's a conversation that you want to have if you want to try to identify what it was that was really bothering you about the comment first so there's actually two things there one think about okay do i feel comfortable going out and having this discussion with the person or do i want to think about why that bothered me so much and really get curious why did that bother me when that person said x it made me feel y and then ask yourself when was the first time i felt y maybe it was when you were five years old maybe you don't remember and that's okay if you don't um but just starting to get curious what was it that they said they said they didn't like my haircut (laughs) and I was just ready to snap back and be like, oh, okay, so what, you thought you think that I'm ugly, like you want to break up with me now? You know, that sort of thing. Disproportionate response. But if you get curious about it, they said they didn't like my haircut. That made me feel like they were making fun of me. And it made me feel like the bullied child that everybody teased and nobody wanted to be around and it made me feel alone that's just an example because then once you come to this kind of conclusion or idea of what it was really related to because it wasn't about the person saying they didn't like your haircut it was the fact that it made you feel undesirable it made you feel you were alone it made you feel that um, they were making fun of you, whatever it is, then you can go back if you feel comfortable and have this conversation with them. And one thing to note is that, um, like I said, if you can't figure out when you first felt like this, that's okay. The important thing is to figure out what the underlying emotion is because anger, anger masks a lot of emotions a lot of emotions. If I could post this emotion wheel, 
that I found um, on here. Uh, I wish that I could. It's just a beautiful image of, you know, anger could be masking essentially just a whole gamut of um, undesirable, unwanted emotions. And I know I've said this before, but I say undesirable and unwanted because I don't want to say negative emotions because I don't think that there is such thing as a negative emotion. Because if you state negative or positive emotion, that implies that the negative emotion, there's something wrong with it. And that's not true. Emotions are neither negative nor positive. They just are. They're clues as to what is going on. And so when you look at it from that perspective, that they are clues, then you, one, don't feel as bad for getting angry. It's tr- it's telling you something. What is it telling you? And two, you can start to also process and think, okay, it, it is serving a purpose and it's not really anger. It's, it's sadness or it's rejection or, you know, whatever it is, but figure out what the clue means. And I think that at kind of helps to open up to the possibility of it's trying to tell you something as opposed to I'm feeling angry. I'm not supposed to feel like this. Um, Because if you're feeling angry, there's a reason. It may not be proportionate to what is going on. It may not be proportionate to the situation, but there is a reason behind it. So we don't want to dismiss it and say, oh my gosh, like, I'm not allowed to feel angry or I shouldn't feel angry or I shouldn't feel sad or, you know, that sort of thing. It's a hundred percent valid. It's just figuring out what it's actually tied to. So if you feel comfortable, if it feels like a safe conversation for you to have, once you have figured out why that bothered you so much, whatever they did or said, then you can go out and say, okay, I just want to let you know, I just needed a minute because when you said that you didn't like my haircut, it made me feel really angry. And I know that it shouldn't have, but I, I I, like, I know that you weren't necessarily, you know, making fun of me or anything like that, but I realized that it actually made me feel really rejected and it really hurt my feelings. And so rather than me having an overreaction or having it, um, you know, start yelling or, or kind of fly off the handle. I just wanted to take a minute and think about before I said something that I regretted, I wanted to actually process like why it bothered me so much. And then you can start to have that conversation and odds are the person on the receiving end is going to be like, Oh my gosh, I didn't mean it like that at all. And another thing to understand is if they don't respond that way, if they say, oh, you're being ridiculous, okay, then that's a different thing because that's something called gaslighting, which is something I can go over in another episode. Um, but if they respond in a positive fashion, if they respond in a, I didn't mean it like that, or um, I'm sorry that that I made you feel that way then you can have an open and receptive conversation to it. If they respond with, well, you know, I'm sorry you felt that way. Yeah, that's kind of a, you know, you're apolog like they're apologizing to you for how you felt. Like that's not that's not a real apology, but I will say that I have discovered and I have realized that our society, and I've said this before, our society as a whole, 
is an emotionally immature society. A lot of us don't know how to respond to someone else's emotions in a way where we're not combative. So there could be some things going on there where it's like they are trying to be receptive, but they don't know how to do it. Like that gets into, again, it's, it's this whole, it, it really just depends on the situation. But the bottom line is you can only control your emotions. You are not responsible for their response or their emotions. So because of that, if they say something, if someone says something that triggers you, someone that all of a sudden makes you, you know, flip a switch and you're like ready to just haul off, haul loose on them and, you know, guns a blazing, then you know, oh, you need to take a step back and kind of go back and, and figure out what's going on. And that's all that you can really do. You know, you, you are only, you can only be responsible for how you react. You can't be responsible for how they react. So I hope that this was helpful for you. That's what I'm going to cover for tonight or today or this evening or wherever you are in the world. That's what I'm going to cover for this episode. I hope it was helpful. If you would like more of this on a personalized level, then please, I welcome you and invite you to book a discovery call with me. We will talk about what is going on. We'll talk about if you want to, what it looks like to work together. But at the very minimum, we'll talk about what's going on with you. I'll give you some coaching. I'll help you. I'll kind of walk you through. We'll, we'll kind of help, you know, work through the session. And then at the end, if you want to explore working together further, I would love to do that. But I will always ask you on the call if you want to talk about it. I'm not going to force some conversation that you're not comfortable with. Because if I were to do that, that kind of goes against everything that I'm doing here, right? Like the last thing I want to do is to have you feel uncomfortable. I mean, my goal in all of this is to know, let to let you know, one, you are not broken. You, your feelings are absolutely valid. And you don't have to walk around feeling like this for the rest of your life. You can feel so much better and happy and live a fulfilling life and wake up in the morning being happy about life and ready for the day. That's my goal. So if that's something that you would like, again, click the link in the show notes to book a discovery call with me. And we'll hop on the phone or on a Zoom and kind of get to know each other a little bit, go through some coaching, and we'll talk about what that would look like. Okay. That is my invitation to you for this episode and for any episode, you're always welcome to book a call with me. Um, but that is it for today. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope that uh, um, my tiredness <laughs> wasn't too um, distracting. And hopefully next time I will be able to get this whole sleep cycle issue under control so that I have a little bit more energy because I really do love making these for you. And I love being able to help. Okay, so that is it. Have a great, great evening, great morning, great afternoon, great day, wherever you are in the world. Thank you so much for listening. So much love and gratitude to you. And I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. 
If you enjoyed the podcast and would like one-to-one support, sign up for a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.